The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, Chadville, it is a Thursday at 2.05, a gorgeous autumn day in the City of Champions. It's Jay Lynn and Andrew. What an exciting show we have for you this afternoon. The premier of our province will be in studio. Rachel Notley joining us for another edition of our leadership series, but we're going to work in a few questions probably about pipelines. <laughs> now that's happening just after 3. Okay, 425, we'll give you the word of the day, your chance to win your way to Montego Bay with us when we head there in in January, plus your last chance this week to grab a pair of Elton John tickets. Ooh, how exciting is that? He'll be here in September he's like of next here year. In a, in a year. Yeah, he needs a better travel agent. It takes him that long to get out here, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll work on that. I'm sure he'll be in studio as well when he uh, drops mm, by Edmonton. You think so? Yeah, you never know. We're we, pretty. We put the we're a pretty big deal. We'll see. We're a pretty big deal. <laughs> you know uh, who's a big deal? Our first guest. Yeah, sure. Uh, if you're a fan of uh, Home on Home, or Home on Homes, and now Home and Homes, mm-hmm. you'll be excited to hear we have Mike Holmes Jr. joining us, their season uh, premiere coming up on Sunday. Hey, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? So this is, I'm doing very well. This is Mike Jr. Mike Jr., that's Mike right. Mike Jr., yes. Okay, Mike How Jr. tired are you of that, by yeah, the way? Yeah, really? Uh, you know what? I'm used to it by now. I do blame my dad. He did name me that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like he didn't have enough time on his hands, so he cloned himself. Put a junior on the end of your name and put you in the same profession. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, I just kind of, the profession thing, that kind of just uh, happened naturally, oddly enough. I mean, I never planned on it, but... I guess it works out now. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you about was, was that just kind of a natural thing? Was it a force thing or just like, oh, okay, you know what? Dad's doing pretty well and uh, uh, it'd be great to work with Dad. Let's do this. You know, so I actually, I wanted to be a firefighter when I was younger and mm-hmm. I wanted to do anything, anything that involved helping people. And um, what happened was my dad said at 14, how would you like to come work for me and make some money? He actually said, I'll pay you really good money if you come work for me. And I mean, he lied about the first part, but I wouldn't work for him. <laughs> and um, and I actually fell in love with the trade. So this was this was back when Homes on Homes uh, had started filming, and I had done a little bit of construction work with them before, but nothing major. And I fell in love with the trade, and I loved the fact that we were helping people and help making a difference in the building industry. So that's where it all started. And then from there, got my contractor's license, went to school for my three-year apprenticeship program for carpentry, and then transitioned to television. You know what, Mike? I uh, I love my dad. I love my mom. I don't think I could work side by side with them. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's I, I'm not going to lie. It has its ups and downs. I, I love the guy, but we butt heads. But we can also laugh about it after. Like we we were laughing today and just talking about how you know we have to come to a compromise on a lot of things. It, it's almost like a marriage. It's like a relationship where you have to be like you know we have to pick our battle. Uh, this one's not worth it, so I'm going to back down. And it's uh, it's oh, it's is, a funny is that how you're that. supposed to do that? Mike All right. Junior, you have to call Edmonton. Yeah. Mike Senior gets it exactly. I've <laughs> I've learned a lesson already today. That's fabulous. <laughs> hey, Mike, let me ask you a question. I'm always curious. I've watched the show over the years. Uh, you know, homes on homes and home homes and homes. Um, you're both, I guess, general contractors. My my question is, how can your dad or yourself be an expert? on everything because you know the reputation precedes your father that you know he goes in because there's a fence that's leaning and the next thing you know he's lifting the house to replace the foundation i mean how how does he know all of that 
Well, for him, he started when he was really, really young. Um, he, he was, I mean, his dad was in the trades, and that's, it, it, that's what inspired him. And uh, the thing with the show is people make that joke, like, oh, you came in, there was a leak, and then you tore the house down. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, it's, a, it's the old joke, but uh, the truth is you can only fit so much into one hour or a half hour episode. So we truly believe in building a lot better and changing the building industry. And the truth is we renovate a lot of, crappy homes um but he has a lot of experience in the industry the guy truly is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh building sciences and engineering uh we also surround ourselves with pros uh the best plumbers the best electricians so we surround ourselves with like-minded people so that that will uh complement our knowledge of the trade and how do you pick the homes that appear on your show well, the homes that appear on our show on the new show uh on the old shows it was different we wanted to help people so it was uh, we're looking for people who had been screwed over by bad contractors or who just needed help. These shows, so these shows, we're looking at homes that would be great to teach people how to buy, renovate, and sell new homes for, or sorry, homes for a profit. Mm. Um, so, yeah, my dad and I have gone into business together now. So if it wasn't bad enough before working <laughs> together, now it's like we have equal say. So it makes it interesting. And now everyone following along uh, can see that story uh, kind of evolve with us. And then. Um, it actually premieres this Sunday on HGTV Canada at 10 p.m. And uh, my wife and I, I can call her my wife, and we get married yes, on the con- show. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So it's, it's a very, there's a lot of uh, life part components of the show, and there's, there's a lot of education, educational components. There, there's, there's a lot to this show. So what, do, what should folks, because I know a lot of people do it. I know I have friends that buy houses and then they renovate them and flip them, I guess. That's what you kind of call them. What, what should you be looking for when you, when you want to do that? And I guess part of it is how much work and money you want to put into it. Well, here's the problem. We don't like the word flip because people come in, they repaint the walls, they put new trim, new doors, new lights, and they say it's a newly renovated home when they're not actually tackling the problems that need to be addressed. We always say you should renovate a home from the outside and tackling the problems that actually matter, which is, you know, the insulation, the mechanical, making sure that you're thermally broken, making sure that you, you have proper electrical, proper HVAC, plumbing. Um, those are the problems that people need to really start focusing on. And really, my biggest advice for anyone is leave it to the pros. Like, there's certain things you can DIY. You shouldn't be going out there if you're an accountant buying a home and flipping it yourself. Hmm. It's interesting you say that because I, I think about that all the time over the years watching all of the shows, yours, your own included, but the others on HGTV as well. And, you know, finish my basement, for example. You know, rec room, it's a pretty easy thing. Frame it and uh, drywall it and, you know, install some electrical. But as you watch... <laughs> these shows i can feel my wife's eyes piercing the side of my head you know like (laughs) did you cover any vents along the way like maybe (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know uh, i mean how important there's there's a standard when it comes to building obviously you guys always exceed that standard do you do that to show what the best scenario is or is that your recommended standard that's a recommended standard. I always say to people that minimum code is one step away from failure. I mean, you mm. take minimum code and you have someone who's uneducated to the trades, you're going to fail. So we, we, it's not a sustainable building practice that we are practicing here in North America. We really need to step it up. I mean, we, we are renovating brand new homes. And we're, we, as the way we look at the skilled trades industry as a whole, to be honest, is completely flawed. We're, we're telling people that, you know, if you're uneducated, get into the trades. If you're 
you know, if you don't want to finish high school, get into the trades. And it's, it's really a place. These are artists. These are people who are professionals at their job, and they're not given the credit they deserve. You know, my, yeah, my, and you know what, uh, my, 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 uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I have trolls talking about him sometimes. So sorry. <laughs> That's okay. My, you and my, me both. my first husband was, uh, was a carpenter. And, <laughs> and I, I watched how much, um, joy um, building, like framing a house from top to bottom brought him, how much pride he had even, oh, hey, you know what, we drive through Saskatoon, I built that Kentucky Fried Chicken, I did those curbs, all of that sort of stuff. There's something about having pride in the work that you do, and I think you touched on that by not dismissing um, contractors as, you know, this lowest common denominator sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, well, yeah, absolutely. They, I mean, the way they look at them in uh, skilled tradesmen and women in Europe is completely different. I mean, I can't speak for all of Europe, but I have a friend who lives in Switzerland, and they are trained professionally, like a tile setter, goes to school to become a tile setter, because there's so many building sciences behind it that uh, aren't... the average person doesn't know about. Yeah. So there's a lot of important things that get kind of left out in the building industry. Do you know, the one thing I always wanted to ask you or your dad... uh about the work you do in homes, whether you're fixing somebody's renovations or or doing a a new home. Um, You're not designers, though. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I often wonder about that. Um, The homes are always really functional. They look very attractive. But is there a designer that works that we don't see on the show that says, here's what we should do with a kitchen and then you build it? I mean, it depends on the it depends on the show, really. I mean, there's there has been times we haven't worked with a designer on the new show. We work with we have a kitchen designer that we work with who's on air, and there's you know a designer Sarah Richardson makes an appearance, and like there's there's some really listen. I, I always say you have to hire. My dad always says, actually, he started saying hire the right people for the right job. There are designers out there for a reason, and and we need to respect the design trade as well. What should we be looking for in a contractor if we're if we're starting to you know maybe need to do some work at our house or your the house that you bought that you wanna that you wanna sell what what makes a good contractor Mike? Well, a good contractor first and foremost they should be licensed. Um, I always tell people make sure there's a proper contract set in place to protect you and to protect your home and to protect the contractor for that matter. Um, don't do cash jobs. Mm. Uh, cash is not traceable, so they can take the payment. Not that, not to say all contractors are bad. They can take that money and they can leave. Um, check your references when you get a contractor. Call, ask them, ask them for references. They should be able to provide you with a ton of different references, yeah. and then call those references. Find out, you know, were they good to work for? Did it cost extra money money at the end of the job? How's the quality of work? How were they uh, during the process of the renovation? You need to ask a lot of questions and educate yourself not just on the contractor, but on the building materials that you want in your home. And you need to make sure that this contractor that's coming in knows about these materials. Who pays for the rentals on your show? So our show, we pay for the rentals. Mm. Um, Years ago when we were doing homes on homes and stuff like that, we had the network between the network, companies that donated time. We were, were, even my dad himself has paid out of pocket Mm. to help these people get into their homes. So there's been a lot over time. We still we still try and help people as much as we can. Uh, you know, uh, Mike, i got to ask another obscure question, and perhaps you won't know the answer to this, but, and I was Googling it while you were talking. I was trying to find it. So when it was Home on Homes, there was another show that came on right after it. I think the host's name was Jim. I want to say Jim Stark might have been. Jim Carruck? Yeah. What was his show called? 
Oh, God. Okay. I, but, I know the name. I couldn't tell yeah, you. Yeah, me either. I just couldn't. And I used to love to watch the shows back to back. But mm. here's my question for you. And it used to make my wife laugh. Because your dad would, you know, give great advice throughout the show. And at the end, you know, as these shows do, uh, you know, he would summarize what went wrong, what the people did wrong in hiring the contractor. And he would emphasize, again, the things that you just said, you know, get a quote, check the references, uh, make sure he stays on time, right? And all this kind of thing. And then Jim's show would come on, and he was always over budget and always <laughs> way behind schedule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is there, I mean, what can you do if... You've done everything you said to do, but now, you know, the trades don't show up when they're supposed to, or it's just behind schedule. You know what? It, some things just happen naturally. Some things can go wrong. I mean, I always tell people when you're doing a renovation, you should have you should have an extra budget set aside because, and the contractor should also be able to tell you, you know, this could happen in the age of your home. We, you know, if it's built before 1985 in Canada, you may have asbestos in your, asbestos in your plaster or in your insulation. Um, there may be knob and tube wiring. There may be aluminum wiring. They, they, they need to be educated in these fields to be able to tell you that this could go over budget in this way. If we find something with the structure, it may cost you X amount more. So it's really just, again, doing your homework, but also having your contractor knowing what he's talking about and doing the homework on them. Would you ever uh, film outside of GTA? Absolutely. I mean, the hardest part about filming outside of the GTA is being away from family. I mean, I know... I, I, I often, I was actually just in Edmonton this past weekend in Saskatchewan, but, you know, I have a wife in the GTA that I want to spend time with. And then <laughs> the camera crew, they have, uh, they have families here. So it's, it's tough to be away from your loved ones for a long period of time. I, and I ask because, and I'm sure you're well aware of this, that, of course, you know, fans of the show would like to see a take on a home outside of, you know, Toronto. Um, but yeah. they, I, I'm sure many of them would like to hire you as well. How many requests do you get for either you or your dad to actually come be the contractor? Oh, God, we get a lot. We get a lot of requests. Um, and you know what? We have done shows outside. We've done shows. We actually did one in Canmore. We've done one out in... Uh, it was Halifax. We did uh, New Orleans, um, but it, it is it, it production costs a lot of money. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of travel. But yeah, we get asked very often. You know, <laughs> can you come fix my house? And then, by the way, just so you're not uh, spending tonight sleepless, it was Jim Carroll, and the show was Real Renos. Jim Car- Jim Carruck. Carroll, yeah, and Real Renos was the name of the show. That's right. That's right. There you go. Yeah. All right, Mike, I appreciate your time this afternoon. Lots of fun. Uh, Good luck with the premiere. Again, it's happening uh, Sunday, you said 10 o'clock Eastern time. October 7th. October 7th, so that'll be 8 o'clock our time. That's right, on HGTV Canada. There you go. Awesome. Mike Holmes Jr. joining us. Thank you so much for taking the time, Mike. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful day. You as well. You too. Uh, Jayla and I. Hello. Just cleaning. <laughs> I see that. Uh, you'd think the queen were coming to visit with the trouble you're going to. Well, no, it's just this. the studio can get uh, Yeah, it's a radio dusty. studio. Yeah. Oh, there's a piece of dirt right there. Yeah. Let me get that onto the floor. Yeah. There we go. That's all. So I like to I don't think uh, the premier will judge us. I think she's, you know, been to a few radio interviews before. <laughs> Although, having said that, I did put on a collared shirt yes, today. Yes, you don't have a hoodie on. Well, I know, I, and, and shaved. I shaved, yes. <laughs> and I did it for you, not the premier, because I knew if I came in, it would stress you out. That stress me out? If I had my Hell's Kitchen hoodie and yeah, my okay. three-day, you know, whatever. Um, 
But anyways, uh, hey, this is just a, a simple little story. Do you remember... Um, the emergency broadcast thing that we did in Canada that not everybody got on their phones, right? Yeah, so when there's amber alerts and right. that sort of stuff, it's an automatic apparently now. For It's supposed to be automatic. Some yeah. people got it, some people didn't. But, you know, when something huge is happening, it's automatically going to come to your phone. Right, so they're still working the kinks out in Canada. It turns out we're not alone. Apparently, uh, they've got a thing happening down in the States, too. So it's FEMA. You know, that's the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Yep. So they're the ones who come in in a disaster area as quickly as possible and and uh, provide relief and help to the individuals affected so apparently they've got this thing happening down in the states uh, where the president it's called a presidential alert system <laughs> oh boy. but it's tied to FEMA <laughs> I, I know I had the same thought so the president himself and it's by the way they've confirmed it's not on his cell phone there's some other process but the president himself can push a button and send uh, 225 million U.S. phones uh, a message. That's how many on the test. So they, they, they tested it. 225 million U.S. mobile phones went off at 2.18 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday. And they it had said, presidential alert. It made a sound. It had a special vibration. And then it said, this is a test of the National Wireless mm-hmm. Emergency Alert System. No action needed. Um, so, again, the only reason I bring it up and, you know, get ready to get fired up, all you people who think I'm always dumping on the president. Does the president, should we be giving the president one more way to send messages out? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm okay with FEMA being able to do it, but the president? Because he's not well known for great social media tweets. Well, here's the thing. Okay, let's just clarify a a little bit more. FEMA has confirmed that Trump will not be sending the alert, number one, from his cell phone. Correct. They have said there's not going to be the morning the president's going to wake up and just uh, send out a particular message to everyone's cell phone. And no one can opt out of this, by the way. Yeah, you have to get the message. Um, The former... Uh, yeah, the former security, uh, the former secretary of Homeland Security says that the alerts will only be sent out in cases of true national crisis. Do you feel like they're telling the American people that or true, they're telling Trump that? True situations, true emergencies when we need to get the public's attention. It should not be used, should not be used for political agenda. <laughs> well, we'll see how that works out. I'm sure it'll be fine. Ah, you know what? At no time, let me just put this on record, at no time do I want to receive a text message from any politician. You're right. Of any stripe. I don't yep. want I don't want uh, Justin Trudeau sending me one. I don't want Andrew Scheer sending me one. To be honest one. with you, I don't want, I'd rather get a Trump message than a Trudeau one. I so. don't want Justin Kenney. I don't want Premier Notley. I don't want Stephen Mandel. I don't want a text message from any Agreed. politician. Now, if it is a true case of national emergency, then I would hope that FEMA would be sending yeah. it out or that That's whatever what I mean. it is in it's, our world. It's just really weird I guess maybe that they made it the president. Like, well, you know, that's what strikes me as weird, too. And I'm with you. And and here's another weird little uh, thought for you, which I find funny. I'm going to say it again. Can you imagine if by, mis- sorry, if yeah. by mistake there was a reply? <laughs> oh, button? Oh, my goodness. That would shut down the communication uh, grid forever. Uh, I'm going to say it again. The last person on this planet yeah. that I want to get a text from is Trudeau. I'll say it one more time. I don't want to get any text from Trudeau. No. And I'll tell you the reason I said it three times. Because if I say, 
I don't think I, I anybody really needs to be, you know, getting a text from Trump. Somebody, and I haven't looked at, will say, Trump bashing. Oh, I know. You're Trump bashing. But if you say three times Trudeau, no problem. You know why? Because they hate Trudeau like Trump. <laughs> just pointing out the obvious here, just for my own amusement. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.